Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, welcome to this episode here with me. My name is Dallin. It is great to spend some time with you. And if you're a federal employee, you are in a great spot to learn about your benefits, about retirement, about taxes, about your TSP, about investing, about insurance, about anything that has to do with your federal retirement and retiring confident and comfortable. This is where you learn all about that. And today is Saturday, at least when I'm publishing this. And so today is a Q&A episode where I answer your questions about federal benefits and any other topics I just mentioned, right? And so if you have any questions that you'd like to submit, there's a link below in the podcast description as well as the YouTube description to submit those through my website. And out of those questions is where I pull the questions for these Saturday episodes. So without further ado, we got three questions today. We're going to dive Right in, question number one, short and sweet, it says, hey, does the necessity of having health insurance for five years before retirement also apply for vision and dental insurance? So this is a great question. So if you don't know, one of the best benefits you have is your health insurance. But to keep your health insurance into retirement, one of the requirements is that you have to be covered under a FEHB plan, a federal health insurance plan for at least five years before you retire, okay? Now, that's only one of the requirements. There's a couple more requirements. I'm not gonna dig into that, into that right now. You can check out other videos for that. But long story short, this five-year rule actually does not apply when we're talking about dental and vision and insurance. And so that's great news. The only requirement that you have to keep dental and vision insurance into retirement is you have to retire with what they call an immediate retirement, okay? And when they say immediate retirement, all that means is that you have to be able to retire and be eligible to receive a pension right away. That is what an immediate retirement means, okay? So as a traditional FERS, that means you have to have at least um, be at your minimum retirement age and have 30 years of service or at age 60 with 20 years or age 62 with at least five, or you can do an MRA plus 10 retirement. That's your minimum retirement age with at least 10 years of service. Again, there's other nuances that come with that one. Or if you are a special provisions FERS, then you have to be at least age 50 with 20 years of service or have 25 years of service at any age. So if you meet any of those criteria, then you do are eligible to retire with an immediate retirement, immediate pension, and therefore you are eligible to take your dental and vision insurance into retirement. And guess what? Maybe you don't have dental and vision insurance right now. No problem. As long as you retire with an immediate retirement, then even in retirement, you can hop on to dental and vision, right? You can change at any time, even if you're not covered during your career, as long, again, as long as you're covered with an immediate retirement, even in retirement or before retirement, you can hop in and out of the program, no problem. Okay, so that's question one. Question number two, they say, I am contributing the annual maximum to the TSP plus catch-up. Can I also contribute the annual maximum to an outside traditional IRA with a mutual fund company? So this is a great question as well. And actually, just a few weeks ago, I did a long guide, long article on this specific topic because it's a very common question, right? Where at your job, you have your TSP, your thrift savings plan. But there is also a investment or an account that you can use called an IRA, okay? And these are two different accounts. We have to keep them separate in our brain. Sometimes people use the TSP and an IRA interchangeably, but these are two different words, two different accounts, and you wanna make sure you understand the differences, okay? 
So um, again, every time I do a piece of content, whether it's a Q&A, whether it's whatever it is, I always write an article. So if you go back to my website and you find the Q&A, the article written about this, today's Q&A, you can find a link. I'll put a link to the article I wrote a few weeks ago about whether or not you can use your TSP at work and an IRA. And the long story short, I'm going to summarize it here. If you want the full details, go check out that article, but I'm going to summarize it here. And that is, you can always use the TSP, no matter what your income level is, you can always use the thrift savings plan. Now, you can always put money into a traditional IRA, but once your income goes over certain limits, you can no longer deduct what you put into that IRA. Okay. And so again, if you want the income limits and everything, go check out that old article. And when we're talking about a Roth IRA, the rules are again, a little different. Long story short is once your income goes over certain thresholds, you can no longer even put money directly into a Roth IRA and you could potentially do a backdoor Roth IRA that may again be closing here in 2022 because of the new tax law that is being passed. We'll have to wait to see how it actually ends up. But again, I'll be watching that for you. So that's question number two. Again, if you if you want to learn more about using both an IRA and the TSP at the same time, definitely check out the article I wrote a few weeks ago. Um, and the, the title of the article I have right here, all it's called can I invest in the TSP and an IRA at the same <clears throat> at the same time? So definitely check that out. Okay. So last question for today. This is a longer question, but I think it's valuable for many of you. So I'm going to read it all. They say, I am eligible and I want to retire within within about six months from my LEO, so my law enforcement officer federal job, and I am 55 years old. I have debt and a HELOC amounting to about $48,000. I have a $157,000 mortgage and I'm considering a refinance to cover both my mortgage and my HELOC and debt to kind of pull those all together into one, one debt. Okay, perfect. My, my home is currently worth about $320,000. i am worried about taking on a new 30-year mortgage and don't want to have a mortgage for the rest of my life and I only plan on staying in this home for about three to five years. When I sell my home, would it be feasible to have enough profit that I could afford a home with a smaller mortgage, loan of approximately $100,000, with about $120,000 being paid into it from the profit of my current home sale? Okay, this is a great question. So let me summarize this situation as I understand it, okay? So right now, this person has a mortgage, right? But they also have a HELOC and some debt, some miscellaneous debts. And what they're thinking to do is to refinance their mortgage to cover, of course, their current mortgage, but also their HELOC and those debts to kind of put it all into one, probably bring down the, the total interest that they're paying right now and probably to save them money, right? Now, um, and then of course, in three to five years, it sounds like they're going to be moving again. And then of course, they'd get a smaller mortgage, whatever profit they had from their current home sale would go into the new home. That, that's kind of the idea that I'm getting here. So there's a few things that I think about when I think about this question. Number one, I'm gonna actually have a list here. Okay, number one, the first thing to consider is the closing costs when you refinance, okay? This is big. So it depends on what closing costs you're gonna have. And these can vary quite dramatically. You know, it could be $1,000, it could be $3,000, $4,000 that you're gonna be paying in closing costs 
to get a mortgage initially or to do a refinance. So long story short, there, there's costs associated, right? And over time, especially if a refinance or a mortgage, if it lowers your interest rate, often it is worth it over time. But if you're not in the home long enough to recoup all those closing costs, then it may not actually be worth it to you to do it. Especially um, in this person's situation that said that question, they said they're going to be moving in three to five years. And so I would be very careful before doing this refinance to know, okay, what exactly is my best guess for the closing costs? And how quickly am I gonna recoup that? What is the savings? Again, I don't have any information about what interests you know they're going to be saving, um, their HELOC, their other debt. I have no clue on any of those. So if this is your question, or if you have a similar situation, make sure, okay, what is the closing cost? What is my monthly savings for doing the refinance, right? And, and that leads me to the second point is, okay, um, this person, they explain is, hey, I don't want to have a mortgage forever, but they didn't really come up with, they didn't, at least in their question, mention any plan to really have a mortgage paid off within you know within less than 30 years, right? So, and there's a couple ways to do it. Of course, you can have a 15-year mortgage, right? You could do something like you have shorter terms, you can pay it off um, quickly over time, right? But since this person is retiring, they wanna make sure they have a plan in place before they stop working. Because, of course, you still can, you have some flexibility with your TSP and the income that you're going to have, and this person's 55, so relatively young for a retiree, right? So they'll have some options, but they don't want to paint themselves into a corner because it's honestly, once you retire, it is a lot harder, I think emotionally and mentally, to have to go back to work. It's often a lot easier to just keep working until you know you're done, that you can afford to retire. You can afford to have the home and the mortgage and the thing that you want without any issues, right? Number three, in this situation, so you know, they're planning to, of course, take a refinance now and then three to five years later to purchase another home. And they're really hoping to have a certain mortgage level at that time. And that may happen perfectly. I'm not sure. But I just wanted to mention that over the last couple of years, right now when I'm filming this, it is December of 2021. And in 2021, the real estate market has been crazy, where just within a year almost, some homes have, have risen 100, 200, even $300,000 worth of value um, because it is so difficult to find homes right now and everyone is trying to buy them. There's a huge demand that prices have gone up. And so my one point to you is, okay, um, don't count on that, right? <laughs> um, home prices may continually steadily go up. I'm not sure. They may drop. We don't know. We don't know. So just make sure you have some wiggle room in your plan. So even if um, the, the market drops or whatever it is, that you're still going to be okay. You could still afford to retire and all those things that there's still wiggle room in your plan to make it all work. So those are the questions for today. Again, if you have any questions yourself, there's a link below to submit those through our website. And if this is valuable for you, we are really trying to make a push through the end of the year to get as many people, as many federal employees, this information as we possibly can. We're trying to spread the word. We're trying to get it out. So for you, your, your coworkers and everyone in the federal space, they know how to retire on their own terms. That is our goal. So again, if you find value in here, please consider subscribing. If you're on the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps us out a ton and again, helps us spread the word. So have a great yesterday. We'll see you next time.